G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt. We're looking at the, well, reasonably wet meeting at Randwick in the end, but uh, to help me guide me through to find a couple of winners next start, here's Mark Sheen, Mark Roden and Rob Scurry. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. How was it on track there on Saturday? Yeah, well, we had some good horses. Um, did look a little bit hard to make ground. I think you sort of had to be in the, the leading group uh, with that rail coming out to the six-metre mark as Mark uh, sort of... Uh, Thought it might uh, might play that way. Uh, I was a little bit more open-minded, but certainly as the day went on, I think it was pretty hard to make ground from the back, especially some races were very slowly run. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, just looking at the figures on face value, there's a couple of decent figures which we haven't seen over the last few weeks, but even with that in mind, uh, did the track play more on pace than you even thought? Uh, yeah, I think so. It, was, it wasn't impossible to make ground, but there really needed to be genuine pace on for that to happen. If if it was even or moderate, then the back markers really didn't have much chance. And Rob, I'm sure you're very happy to get back on course there on Saturday and uh, you managed to get yourself in front at the end of the day. Yeah, yes, good, good. Um, gave a bit back late and, you know, couldn't pay full toll with Bellucci Bay, but, um, you know, it's good to get a win sometimes <clears throat> when you're a little bit out of form just to post a score is a good idea. And that's where, that was my thinking at the last race, so just to stay in front. All right, well, look, we'll do races five through ten in full, but we'll, before we do that, we'll have a look at the two-year-olds. So races two and three, the Riesling and the Todman. Look, the fillies overall have posted better figures on punting form than what the boys have, but that's a lot of that's due to the tempo. The fillies went even to the 600. The boys went slow, two lengths slow to the 600. The races were won by Seven Vales and Sir Jardin. Rob, did you see any two-year-old that took your eye? Well, I didn't mind that. Look, not not really. I, d I didn't mind the second place horse. I did look at the winner and go, oh, that looks like a real weddy. Mm. Um, but um, that's, uh, yeah, just paraded very professional, just slightly built, and, you know, with that on race pattern. But, you know, I might struggle to find that horse on, on, a, on a Wednesday because um, it, it's not much of a type. Yep. Um, anything else out of the race? So, yeah, the, excuse me, it, it's just a six. I remember them as, as numbers. Uh, yeah, Dashing Legends. Um, I think it's got a little bit of improvement, some quality. Uh, Ohai, um, yeah, disappointed. Looked to have tightened up by Exceeding Excel. Did I um, tell you that we've got an Exceeding Excel available? Um, <laughs> Good. Good. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, look, it looks like a decent type. Uh, and Russian Conquest was the reason I wanted to play in the race. It didn't look like I wanted to be there. It sort of wanted to head head, head back down the tie-up stalls uh, a couple of times. Both laps it did. I just wanted to go home. So I remember when I saw it at Newcastle when it won at its first start. And it looked very professional there on a windy day. So I kind of put two and two together and thought it was a betting race. But no luck to get the winner, though. And just a quick word on Greece. Obviously, there was a lot of uh, talk about this horse over the last couple of months. Yeah, really, really nice type. Just looked a bit bit soft, and my thinking was, you know, big strong horse on our first up on a wet track, yep. probably unders. So I, um, yeah, I, I backed second and third to the punters and myself. Okay, Mark Sheen, did you have any interest, or did you have any thoughts in the aftermath of the two-year-old races? Um, well, look, Russian Conquest. Uh, uh, to me, she was scouring a little bit before the race, but she did that when she won at uh, Ramwick the time before, which put me off her. And she did it again on Saturday. So, uh, But this Snowden camp do leave a bit in the tank. We've seen Capitalist and Sepoy both beaten a fortnight out from the Garland Slipper and turn it around, and he was pretty negative out of the stalls. So I wouldn't completely sack her on that. I think Seven Vale certainly 
was aided by finding the rail. She was very green on debut when she was left three wide in the limb. She wanted to duck out at the start. And I think finding the fence was a big advantage to her. Look, Greece had a bit of a boom on her, but um, uh, she ran much slower time than the official time uh, that they gave out. She was 1.7 seconds slower than the official time. So, you know, there was a bit of a boom on her for probably the wrong reason. Um, Mark, scouring, what does that mean for the, for the layman? Um, got the runs. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you, did you make anything of her trying to get, head, head back to the stalls? Was that a bad sign? Oh, for you? No, I didn't. I didn't. I did see her do that, but um, look, sometimes I did. I'm not sure. No, I didn't. I didn't really think of that too much. I was more worried about the the scouring part. But as I said, she had done that when she won at Ramwick, so uh, maybe that's just a trait of hers. Okay. And Mark Roden, as Mark Sheen alluded to, two weeks out from the slipper, uh, is there anything here that you might very well have another look at in two weeks' time? Mm, I don't know. They're they're ordinary life. Mm. I think everyone's in agreement there that they're a pretty ordinary couple of two-year-olds. I see Sir Jardin's into single-figure odds for the slipper off a slow time. The the tick for him is it was against the pattern, so he's got something, and he he, he won against the pattern at Rose Hill in last spring as well. So they're ticks for him, I suppose. But the fact that that is his pattern is a is a minus. Um, I don't think you really want to be getting back into the second half or last quarter of the field in a race like the Golden Super and steaming home to win it. So uh, I don't think Seven Vales is going to be good enough in a high-pressure Golden Super. Uh, the Russian Conquest obviously ran cool and got it very close up to the Gold Coast. It could be in it, but uh, I'm I'm pretty unenthused about a lot of them, to be honest. Okay. Someone's got to win it. Sajardin did tick the wet track box, and I can't see it being a good track by the time we get in two weeks. Okay, well, let's jump to race five, the challenge over the 1,000-metre sprint trip. Can we just go back to that third race, though? The, the oh, show yeah. court should have won that race. He uh, he took the wrong option coming to the turn, not following Sajardin, going for a run on the inside. Mm. If he'd followed Sajardin and come to the outside, he would have won for sure, show court. He's a, not a slipper horse, but his size and champagne got written all over him. Is that the Doubtland one? Is it... Uh... Yeah, same colours, but he's a stitzel and he, he's a, he's built like a tank, isn't he, Rob? Yeah, he is. He is. Um, yeah, yeah. I was watching with some Sky show, excuse me, um, and uh, they were saying he was half to to Doubtland. Um, oh, is one, he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's. No, it might not. It might be fake news, but um, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a love, love, lovely horse. Lovely horse. Okay, uh, so race five, uh, Eduardo managed to just hold on there late. Shelby 66 at any or price gave him a little bit of a scare. Nature Strips run third and Splintex is fourth. Even tempo two to 600. Uh, Rob, your old mate Eduardo, you found him on top once again? Yeah, it looked perfect, but as my mother-in-law says, it's a mugs game. Like, seriously, how can Shelby 66 just about beat the best sprinter in the world? Um <laughs> It's and of course I was on it two weeks ago when I had a dirty day at Rose Hill and it just got nutted in a photo in the highway. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So look, Eduardo looked look, look absolutely perfect. I think that was my note. Um, I don't know if he's got anywhere to go. Whereas I think uh, Nature Strip, um, he still looks a bit fat to me. Uh, I think he can win. He'll he'll win anything. I think he's the one to follow out of the meeting. You know, best spirit in the world, one to follow, but. Um, he looks like he's got improvement to come. And I'm not sure if a heavy track suits him. He certainly doesn't look like a heavy track horse. Mark Sheen, help us out. 
I thought when he got left, it actually might have done him a favour because he didn't get him a speed battle and uh, he sat off Eduardo. But um, yeah, he was he was under the pump there at the 300 and to finish behind Shelby 66 is a one of the great head scratches of Australian horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Roden, you're looking at the figures here on punting form. And Shelby 66 has produced two career peaks back-to-back, and not just career peaks, but it's almost five lengths improvement, six lengths improvement start to start. And I know they've both been heavy tracks, but is that it? Is he just a genuine bottomless horse? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that, <laughs> I've never seen anything like what happened there. That would have been as big an upset as Dandy Andy in the Australian Cup in 1988, this one, that was <laughs> just astonishing. And Dandy Andy actually had better form than Shelby 66, I'd say. But, um, but we should mention that any subscribers to the Mailbag's Captain's Picks, which, as the name suggests, are compiled by Jack Dickens, I saw them come through on Saturday morning. He's, he suggested a small bet on Shelby 66, and I thought he'd finally <laughs> gone around the bend. I've, I've been thinking that's coming for a while, but I thought he'd finally flipped on Saturday morning. Uh, and he's gone within an inch of being right at 60-odd to one. Amazing. A hundred odd. In a million years. Um, I thought he had to improve at least six lengths to get anywhere near them, and he did. <laughs> so that's, yeah. I he, look, he, he looks sensational. Uh, yeah. Shelby 66. He's, he's, I, I missed him the start before when he won. Um, but yeah, he looked even better than Splintex, who, who got a bit hot. And, you know, I should have really put him third on the numbers. You know, just <clears> form clouded my, uh, my yeah. yard there. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, the, the bit of the narrative midweek was that Danny Williams was chucking this and Dream Ahead, I think it was, in just to collect the free prize money and um, he's almost walked away with a big one. Is this, is this, is this good, good training though? Uh, you know, now this horse is going to go up like 20 rating point or, or something and it might be the end of him. I think he's gone up more than that. I think he went up 30, I think, I read somewhere. So where does he go now? So That's the end of his highway career. <laughs> to go to Tasmania and look for some heavy all the time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just a um, great talking point, but no idea what to make of it. It just... It, on my figures, and same on punting form figures, I have a look at them. It's, it just doesn't fit in anywhere, does it? Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Tr- truly puzzling. Um, so, yeah, it, again, it shows that these heavy track figures yeah. are questionable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. There's probably a difference between a heavy 10 and a heavy... Eight as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's have a look at race six, which was the fireball over 1,100. Uh, even tempo, one length slow to the 600, so pretty much bang on. Mazu, no cash for it um, on the day. It was drifting out late, but it was still good enough to hold on after that big figure first up. Rob, how did he look? Great. It looked like he'd improved. Um, I thought Dragonstone looked, looked sensational uh, as well. And um, the, the thing that ran well at uh, Rose Hill, the 11, excuse me, um, looked look, 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 look good again. But I got some really sage advice here from, from Mark Roden. He just, said, he just just said, look, the other one's maps are issues. Um, so, you know, we got a luxury price, $5 uh, on Betfair. I didn't like I didn't like Profiteer. Uh, looked a bit hot. Looked, didn't look like it's grown much. So that was hundreds in my head, as was Sky Command, which was 10. So, you know, um, where, where's the percentage? Um, and, yeah, it was, it was a decent play. It was an easy watch. And, um, yeah, lovely result. Love the horse. Good boy. Mark Shane, how are you viewing this race in the wash-up? Yeah, concurring with Rob there. Um, and, and as we mentioned, he, he looked a lot more settled in the yard this time in. And, um, you know, he's not getting on his toes and sweating as badly. And he's producing it uh, on the track. I thought he had this race won probably at the 600. He was cantering behind them. 
and just a matter of letting down, and he did that. Uh, Mallory was good. She missed the start and just found the 1100 or coming back to 1100, but she's a good wet tracker, and she'll be suited when she gets back to uh, racing against the Phillies. I agree with Rob Profiteer hasn't grown an inch, so he looks very limited. Dragonstone got in a bad spot, but uh, look, he's finished there with Sky Commander. He did look unlucky behind on a wet track last time in, so maybe that form just isn't quite up to this level. Mark Roden, just looking at the figures for Mazu, uh, although it's nowhere near the first up performance figure-wise, it's still his second best career performance, so he's obviously mm. returned in incredibly good order, this horse. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I, I have him slightly down off that first up run too, and I'm probably putting that down just to it being a wetter track than it was uh, first up. Uh, but he's still been good enough to get the job done. He's just a great horse for back. Um, I think I've been on him, I back him in the Brian Crowley and the, and the two runs this time in, so he's rapidly becoming my favourite horse. And he, he's just such a, they're just such easy watches because he's just on pace, not necessarily leading, but on pace and travelling. And then lets down when asked. He's, uh, yeah, Hunter's dream, Mazu, I like him. Even like a slight error from Sammy, Sam Clipperton, it looked like he was going to go to the inside and I, I kind of half screamed there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? He straightened it up pretty quickly. It was uh, nothing to worry about. Speaking of nothing to worry about, here's race seven, the Canterbury Stakes, the Group 1, over 1,300. Very slow tempo, six and a half lengths slow to the 600, and Forbidden Love just did what she wanted with them. Uh, led the whole way, absolutely painless if you're on at the favourites price. Rob Scurry, how did she and the others look? Oh, look, she's a horse I've never met. She's not one of my horses. She gets really sweaty in the yard, you know, and when you're walking around against Group 1 horses, that's, that's, that, that's you know, normally that's a, that's a big X, but... That's, that's her pattern. Um, she, she seems to have grown a bit. She's just an absolute, maybe one of the best wet trackers going around. You know, there's a few of them ran on the weekend. Um, I fell into Dallasan here. Horse hasn't won in years. What is it? Is it a sprinter? Is it a stayer? Is it a mile? Who knows? But it just looked, looked the best in the yard to me. Um, and yeah, it's it's run okay. Nothing great. You know, it's sort of run up to what you might, you know, what the SP might have said. Um, look, uh, I, I'm not sure I, that this, this, uh, Law of Indices still gets a bit hot. I don't think it looks like a Group One horse when compared to these. This lighthouse up from Melbourne, American horse, love, lovely athletic, you know, a bit of a wet type to me, but very athletic and not nice style of horse. Private Eye can certainly improve, and and Colding's, you know, he always looks, he always looks like he should be there. Looks like a proper weight for age horse. He's, he's run well on a heavy track, so he might be probably be heavy everywhere, but you know, he seems to be going well again. Okay, Mark Sheen. I've never seen a less competitive Group 1 race in my life. Um, they've absolutely just handed this. It was almost like there was a swishing of oars. Um, <laughs> just jumped to the front and nobody go near it. It was well, it was lovely if you're on it. Uh, I, I didn't back it because of the quick backup. I was totally wrong there. Um, but, uh, geez, they just presented the race to it on a platter. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, can you possibly find anything to follow out of this race? Oh, well, the, once Lighthouse, I, I thought Lighthouse might even try and lead her out. And once that didn't happen, I thought she was going to be suited anyway. I mean, I backed her, but I thought she was going to be well suited anyway. But uh, once nothing wanted the lead, it was just, yeah, it was almost farcical. Um, you know, you, I don't like calling them home even in my own head when I'm watching, but, you know, about mm. 600 out. But there's, there's no possible way this is going over. And, yeah, one if she liked. Um, clearly going very well. I mean, Private Eye had this run on okay. Certainly can't knock him, and almost hard to read how well he's going off it because it was just he just had absolutely no hope. It's just a total forgive. Um, it, it's one I'd 
be looking to give another chance to, certainly out of the race. And Lighthouse wasn't bad either. But, uh, yeah, just a complete um, benefit for Forbidden Love. I'd, I'd forgive Laura Vindices there. I looked at a couple of heavy track runs in England and uh, he looked all at sea there. So I would suggest that um, maybe once he gets back on top of the ground, uh, you just forgive this sort of wet track last couple, well, this run at least anyway. Okay. Well, let's have a look at the other feature on the card. It was, of course, coming up there in race eight, which was the Randwick Guineas, uh, <coughs> even tempo to the 600. Converge, Animo, they were the two that fought out the finish and Converge got the better of Animo. Rob, you've been noticing that Animo's been getting quite hot in its parade so far this prep. How did he look there on Saturday? He looked much more settled. He, was, he wasn't like bucking and stuff like he was at Rose Hill the first two runs. Um, he still does get a bit hot, which, you know, I don't like to see. <clears throat> I just made that point about Forbidden Love. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't quite come into the short price on him. Um, I thought Halal had, had improved again and just looked sensational um, to me. So he was, he was a half-decent bet for me. And I'm kicking myself. I didn't have something on Converge because he was, he was clearly third pick and had the form and, and the mile form. And, and maybe this, enough by Frank, all he seems to really enjoy a wet track. So uh, he pinged the gates and, um, yeah, um, ran really well. Animo, I think, I think he can improve. Um, the other horse I, I really like in this race is Sinbar, but he might he might be a wet he might you know be adverse to wet tracks. Mark Shane, how are you seeing Animo coming along so far this prep? Just back to Rob there. Um, apparently he did kick out and strike the rail there and was vetted, Rob. So uh, we may have left the yard by then, um, but that was in the stewards' report. So he's obviously done that at some stage, and we've missed that. Uh, I was probably going upstairs as well as you were. <laughs> yeah, just so. To... Uh, but he has kicked out there. So, look, again, he look, I thought he sweated a bit more than he did at Rose Hill, to tell you the truth. So, look, he still looked a bit on the fresh side to me. Uh, I backed to Lal. I thought he looked the best by 100 yards, and I fluked saving on the on the winner. I just couldn't take the price the way Animo paraded to me. So I got the race uh, wrong before, but uh, I managed to, to get something out of this race. But Halal was a better result. But he wasn't up to the task. He had a beautiful run. I thought he was there to win. Wasn't good enough. Converge. Certainly a horse who continues to improve through his preparation. He was pretty good here. Animo ran on quite well. And if he settles down in the yard a little bit uh, before the race next time out in the Guineas or wherever he's going, obviously he might run well again. Uh, well, he, uh, he unlikely will. He hates it at Rose Hill for some reason. That, yeah, that he gets near that clock and, yeah. <laughs> Goes berserk. Well, I guess that's the question. If he was running at Flemington on Saturday, would he have won the Australian Guineas? Well, it's hard to say, and it's disappointing that they're both on on the same day, isn't it? We've got to this stage where they're both allegedly Group 1s. There were three chances in the Sydney race. That's not really a Group 1, is it? Like, seriously. Mark Roden, well, we've got three performances from Animo so far this prep. They've all been on even to slow tempos, which uh, I think we mentioned last time. But again, like his three booming figures so far last preparation were all off that fast tempo and... You know, arguably should have won the Cox Plate, uh, missed out in the Golden Rose and won the Caulfield Guineas. But that form out of that race, obviously, we saw with Hitotsu and also uh, Forget You and Lightsaber all running incredibly well there in the Australian Guineas. It's hard to put a line through what he's doing, but he's just not putting the runs on the board for what you'd expect Animo to do. Yeah, I think I think you probably touched on it. I think a fast pace is the key to him. And he has also... Um, even as a two-year-old, his best run was his last run, wasn't it, in the 
size. Uh, so maybe it just builds into a preparation, maybe. Um, so perhaps he's not ever going to be one of these horses that, um, you know, puts a picket fence of wins together. But uh, he's very talented. And when things fall his way, he's probably not many that can beat him uh, on his day. But uh, his day might not come around that often, given his... Uh, his quirks and his sort of his sort of likes and dislikes. Um, I thought that was a good run on Saturday, and still, you know, him not doing everything right in parades and not uh, being 100% there yet. There's probably a, a big run uh, to come this prep, yeah, but uh, identifying which one that is is going to be the task, isn't it? He probably lost it at the start, didn't he? Because he jumped well at Rose Hill and got into the one-one, and on Saturday he missed it by a neck, and then he looked over and he eased back, and that was probably the difference between sort of being in front of Converge or at least level with him and instead giving him a couple of length start. It probably was. Uh, against that, he's been really strong late uh, after doing no work early here on Saturday. And then the start before when he had the perfect run, even though he won, he didn't... Yeah, just ground in the line, yeah. line that day. So maybe he just needs to be, you know, ridden totally cold. I don't know. <laughs> OK, well, let's have a look at race nine. That was a group three for the fillies and mares over the mile. And even tempo once again... Perfect tempo to the 600. Lelude led the whole way and gapped them going to the line. Rob Scarry? Uh, yeah, it was a bit like Forbidden Love here. It didn't look, it was a hard watch. I was um, I was on uh, Le Gay Soleil again. I uh, had a good result on it first up. And so it, it was a little bit fiery in the yard. Like not, it just looked keen to me, you know, sharp. And um, I'm be interested about what, what, the, what the pace was, whether it was even slow or... But yeah, it just got a bit fired up in, in the run, um, and maybe it was hard to make ground. So look, I, I think I think she's going well, um, but yeah, she just just got a bit keen in the run. Uh, old Polly Gray's like like a bit like Forbidden Love, one of the best wet trackers, you know. What just just you know money for jam really after the race. Uh, and Stray's a bit of a watch for me in this race. I think it's a talented horse who can who can parade a lot better. So. Um, she's the one I'm most interested out of the race. Obviously, I'm most interested in unexposed horses. Look, it's got a benchmark rating of 66. Not uncommon for Anthony Cummings to do this kind of thing, putting in a listed race with that kind of rating. But um, yeah, I, th I think she, she's up to it. Um, and yeah, she's the horse on, you know, on the way up. Mark Sheen? Yeah, well, pretty easy watch to lose. She There didn't look to be a lot of speed on paper, and I think that played against Le Gay Soleil, whereas we did mention in the preview show that, look, there were four or five leaders in that race the other day, and they, they broke 35 for the first 600, and issues in a race so where they've gone about 38 and a half or something. So, you know, the tempo was totally different for her, and she was second up, whereas Lude came out of a, a race where they ran fast sectionals, and she was going to get control near the lead, and... Uh, but she did absolutely bold him, though, didn't she? Absolutely. Mark Roden, are you taking anything out of this race? Um, look, the winner's flying. She trialled well, then was good first up, and even better again when, with all favours <laughs> here. So uh, yeah, in for a good prep. Don't mark her down too much because she was suited. She's she's going really well. And if they want to oppose her next um, the racing style she's developed now, she's going to be in uh, in the contest in a lot of races. Yeah, I was, um, you know, I, I love the gay size first up win, but I was really worried about the map here. And I, I did think Lulu mapped really well, and I didn't back her, but I just stayed out of the race. So I'm, I'm considering that a bit of a win, actually, because I I mean, like all of us were on the gay slayer first up, it was a eye catching win. It would have been very easy to, to follow her in here. So I'm, I'm just glad I didn't. 
Okay. I think she's better off, at, uh, you know, within a, maybe a 1400 on a good speed. You know, 1600, you know, they're going to go a bit slower. She might get a bit fierce, and uh, I think back in distance. But what about Lalude next week? Can she win the Coolmore Classic? Well, they'll surely back up. Yeah, well, well, she's not going to get the same control of going back to 1500. Uh, is she? It's a different kettle of fish uh, to this race. She might be better suited when they get to those Coolmore Legacy back at Randwick there over the Carnival 1600 metres, maybe. Clearly, clearly loves a wet track, though. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He's going to get a wet track again. Yeah. Okay. Let's have a look at the last race. Uh, it was 1,200-metre quality race for the mares. Uh, very slow tempo here. Uh, Tim Clark did say in the stewards' report that he didn't intend on leading on Geist, but he did, and he went very slowly. Seven lengths slow to the 600, and uh, the horse outside of him, Bellucci Bay, again, just gapped them in the straight. Rob Scurry. I, I had it down to um, Pellucci Babe and Mabusha. I uh, thought they, they were clearly on top for me. Never talk. I, I actually was half keen on first up, but um, I didn't think she looked any better. She's not much of a horse to look at. Um, and Pellucci Babe looked like she'd sort of put on conditions during a prep, uh, which is one of the, the, the best things you can possibly see. thought Geist traded well. I've seen her be very heavy first up, which can be the, the go for that stable. But um, she looked she looked ready to go, and I saw 250 in run for her. People were loving it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Pellucci Bay opportunity miss going really well. Probably back up next week uh, in the Coolmore, maybe. I'm not sure, but yeah, certainly we'll get a wet track. Mark Sheen, how did you see this race? Oh, well, this was just the slowest. It was even slower than Forbidden Love's race, wasn't it? I'd, I'd never seen horses go so slow. Uh, look, it was put on for Geist and Pellucci Babe to fight the race out, but Geist. Uh, may not have been suited by uh, actually leading. She did go a bit fierce. She's a much better horse when ridden back. But uh, when they went so slow, uh, Bellucci Babe did let down in the ground. I had doubts about her on heavy track. Uh, I think an old run there uh, many moons ago when Never Talk absolutely flogged her on a wet track one day was sticking in my mind. I thought Never Talk went outstanding here. Tempo of the race was against her. Where she was in the run was against her, and they weren't making ground from the back. I thought she did an amazing job to actually finish third. Uh, it was certainly a pretty eye-catching performance there in the run as well. Mark Roden? Um, yeah, I was with Luigi Babe here and it panned out. It didn't look to me much speed and it just, the race fell into a lap. She was very strong late, though. Uh, <clears throat> never talked, none, none of the things that were around her were making any ground on her. Um, never talked, good run. She's a bit of a heartbreaker, though. You know, yep. she's done this a lot. She gets back, she flies home. It's not, as I've mentioned about 200 times, that, that's not my uh, go, unless there is going to be a you know, a lot of speed in a race. So I think she's going to need that it's to, to win. I mean, that's why the strike rate's so low. It all, all comes down to the, the racing racing style she's got, unfortunately. All right. That brings us to the end. Uh, we'll get some horses to follow from each of you coming out of this meeting. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. Uh, definitely show court. I think he's got a black type uh, race in him. Um, maybe size, Champagne or even Brisbane, but uh, I think he's going to win a good race one day. Okay. Mark Roden? Um... Not really, I'm not sure if he's a horse to follow, but I'd just like to point out that the, the raw time of Capistel in the, the midway race one was right up there with uh, the, the two group races over the same trip later on. Now, there's probably a bit of first use in that. And he was suited. He, he got up on the speed and he had no weight on his back and obviously likes the wet. But, but uh, put a hole in them and put, putting up that time suggests to me that he's probably better than midway grade. Yep, I think that's fair enough as well. And Rob, anything to follow out of the yard? Uh, nature strip. 
Uh, <laughs> I think he's, he's going to win. He's going to he's going to put a few together. Slightly concerned. It's the second time he's been a bit half slow away, but um, sure, Uncle Chris will sort that out for that for the, for the big day when it, when that comes around. Very much so. Uh, the week ahead, we've got Canterbury Wednesday, Kembley Grange Friday, Gosford and Rose Hill there on Saturday with the Coolmore Classic headlining the card there. Mark Sheen. Yeah, well, um, you want the ducks again. Um, plenty of rain around. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll look forward to that. Uh, we'll preview the meeting on Friday. Until then, guys, go well. Yeah.